Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi guys, how are we doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding, or welcome. If you're new here, I don't usually sound like this, okay? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Why do I still sound sick? I have no idea. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Okay, let's get into this episode because I am so fucking excited about this conversation. So on today's episode, on today's episode, in today's episode, I never know which one it is, but we have Coco, my beautiful friend Coco on the podcast. And Coco is a new friend in my life and someone I respect so much and admire so much I had the honor of going on her podcast, Bougie Best Friend, a few months ago, and I've already told you guys this, but that episode, that conversation alone was one of my favorite conversations I think I had in the entire year. You know, it's, it's, and it's not even because of the topics that we got into, because I've talked about a lot of those things on my podcast before, but I think it's just so refreshing to me when I sit down and I have a conversation with someone that I don't know that well and I feel safe and aligned and identified and comfortable like to me that is huge and it makes me really happy when that happens so it was just such a beautiful episode I'm going to link it in the show notes if you guys haven't heard it yet and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to our conversation today you know I think it's really easy to look at somebody's Instagram or their TikTok or whatever and just think wow like that's really cool that's really impressive but you don't always get to see what happened to get there right what they did to get there so I hope Coco's story inspires you guys the way it inspired me and of course we get into dating and relationships and sex and all the good stuff because that is the juice that we all wanted when I said I was recording with Coco so of course we get into that but I'm also really excited for you guys to hear her story so I hope you guys enjoy let me know what you think Thank you for being here. Thank you for all your birthday love last week. And yeah, make sure you're following Coco. I'm sure you are, unless you're living under a fucking rock. And if you are, everything will be linked. And her podcast, her TikTok, her Instagram, everything. So make sure to give her some love and love you guys. I'll see you next week. Hopefully my voice will sound fucking better because what is going on? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Love you. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Before we get into everything, I just have to say I was on your podcast a few weeks ago, Bougie Bestie, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying this to say this, but truly that was one of my like favorite, not even episodes, but just like conversations that I've had in a really long time. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not every day that you are able to have like a conversation where you just align on so many things and you feel so comfortable and 
yeah, I feel like that episode for me will always be like really special. So if you guys haven't heard it, I will link it <laughs> below. But I loved it I so much. I feel the same way. I really, really enjoyed. I remember when we were planning the episode, we were like, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about. And when we started, we literally did not even yeah. read our <laughs> little guideline. But what I loved about the episode is that, you know, my content is mostly about dating and focus was supposed to be about you know how to be happy single but I think we talked about it for like five minutes yeah that was that was like at the very end because I was like I need to put some dating conversations here but I think a really important thing here that I want to point out is being in a relationship seems like such an end goal for so many people but they should actually just focus on being happy themselves and that's something that I think from our episode, a lot of listeners could relate to. So I, I, I got so many messages after your uh, appearance on Bougie Best Friend so Podcast. So I, I really do thank you for being open and talking about your whole life and the hardships you went through. It's not really easy to share that with a lot of people. So no, I again. loved it. I honestly loved it. Um, I'm excited to see what we get into today. Okay. So <laughs> before we do, um, I want to know like how we got here. So I want my audience to get to know you a little bit. So talk to me about just how the SparkNotes version of like how we got to living in Miami, doing what you do now. I feel like you have such a cool and inspiring and like very hardworking story that I don't know that everybody necessarily knows unless they like have listened to all your episodes, especially I feel like your first and second one, you really like went there with your story. Mm -hmm. That's where I first was like, wow, you know? (laughs) Yeah, people don't really know much about, I mean, people judge based on five photos they see on Instagram and they They see the end result. They see Mm -hmm. Coco now and the end result and they don't know like every, like the trajectory that's like been leading to that. Yeah. So I would love to keep a long story short, but it's kind of impossible in my case because it's such a a long story, but basically born and raised in Croatia. I grew up there. I'm hundred percent Croatian. I totally identify with the European mentality. And I think that's where a lot of my dating content and advice and standards are coming from. I was always very ambitious. I always wanted to do great things in life and growing up in such a small country and small, I mean, I wasn't growing up in a small town. I grew up in the capital, but it was just not possible for me to grow there as much as I wanted to grow. Because, I mean, think about it. Even if you live in the U.S., if you live in a small town, you can't get the same opportunities versus living in New York, Miami, L.A., whatever. I feel the same way, yeah. Yeah, so I was always super ambitious. I always wanted to surround myself with people who were international, and I just loved talking to people from the outside world, whatever you want to call it. So I was working since I was 16. I was always trying to find like part-time gigs. And then I started working uh, in nightlife and hospitality where I was meeting a lot of foreigners. And I just couldn't believe that, you know, everything I wanted in life is actually possible. I was just born in the wrong city. So at my last, I was studying journalism at the same time because I always loved the media world. And at the time, social media didn't exist at all the way it exists now. That was... I think 11 years ago and I was also in beauty so I was very interested in the beauty world but again was not developed so I was just like you know dabbling into it I was a hair model for 10 years so I learned a lot about acting on set how to you know communicate with the production team how to communicate with the stylist it was a it was a great experience learn a lot about you know the whole world 
a whole the whole beauty world. Can I just say how crazy it is that you were studying journalism, you were doing beauty, you were doing hair, and like how you had no idea how those things would in some way becomes like the thing that you're doing now like isn't that crazy because it didn't exist that's how life works it literally didn't that's how life works your job didn't exist (laughs) yeah and then thank god the world created it (laughs) so i yeah i mean every every experience you go through in life leads you to where you need to be also when so okay coming back to the store and then i'm gonna connect it with other things that i did throughout my life so i Moved to the U.S. Actually, no, I came to the U.S. on an exchange program while I was still in school, while I was still studying journalism. And when I landed, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Like, I just felt so I, I, I was about to say I felt so at home and at peace. But that's not true because I felt like extra excited. I was just like, oh, my God, this is it. Like, I Wow. But <laughs> I was uh, in New York for seven years. And New York was always on my bucket list. So New York was like but, my, sorry. you know. So you did an exchange program in New York. Yeah. And then you just It was stayed. supposed to be for three months. It was supposed okay. to be for so three, you four just, months. Okay, so you just, you were like, yeah. I'm staying here. So it's any immigrant that listen, is any immigrant that is listening to this, they know how difficult it is with visas and paperwork. I'm still here on a work visa. So right now I have an O one, which is an artist visa. Um, but it was like from one visa to another, to another. And it's so, so difficult to stay in the U S if you don't have any reason to stay connecting. So because of all of my experience with beauty and journalism, and I was kind of like in the media world back then. So I had a lot of articles about me and stuff. So that really helped my case. When I first moved to the U S I obviously didn't know anything. So I just started working in restaurants and, you know, just did whatever I could do to make some money. And for anybody listening that is maybe in their early 20s, I highly, highly suggest working in the restaurant world. Hospitality taught me so much about people, about relationships, about work ethic, about everything, every single thing. And the best part about it is there's not much at stake at these jobs. And you can just fuck up and you can just do whatever you want to do. And you're going to learn so much by dealing with so many different people all the time. What's one thing you learned about people from working in hospitality? I learned how to adapt and I learned how to talk to different people. So, for example, if you I my favorite job was at this high end steakhouse and Obviously, my goal is to sell as much as I could to get, you know, the biggest tip and all that. But you have to adjust your approach. You can't just, let's say you have a table of five guys with a corporate card. You're going to approach them way different than approaching, you know, a a boyfriend, girlfriend on a first date or approach a, a mother and a daughter on their little lunch break or something. So you need to learn how to adjust your behavior based on who you're talking to. Then I learn how, you know, sometimes let's say somebody doesn't like their food they're going to be very angry. Maybe maybe somebody's going to be angry, maybe somebody's going to be not. So you just see how the same issue invokes different emotions from how your people guests. react. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned a lot there for sure. And I highly suggest anybody who is looking to, and and I made a, a lot of money. So I think when you're growing up and you're trying to, you know, figure out what your passion is because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do back then. I mean, I loved beauty and I was pursuing makeup artistry but I didn't you know obviously in your 20s you don't know what the fuck you want so I yeah I was and I was talking to a lot of people who were 
you know, when you work at a high-end steakhouse, you see all these quote-unquote successful people. So I just loved being surrounded with those same people because I always had such high standards for me, for my friends, for everybody around me. And I always wanted to be in those same environments. So I think that the restaurant world really prepared me for, I mean, the real world. And then where were we? So you're living okay. in New York for, end up so living for in, a long time. Yeah. So I end up, yeah, I end up living in New York and then I ended up really pursuing my makeup artistry. And after a while I started becoming really good at makeup and I had an agent and we were doing a bunch of photo shoots. I am never going to forget those, you know, the, those first moments when you're on a set and you look around and you see the New York skyline and you see that you're doing makeup and you're getting paid to do makeup on a beautiful model. And I'm like, what is life? What is going? I was just like, whoa. And I, I, I will always, always cherish those moments. Even today, sometimes when I just like look around and see where I am today, I'm just so grateful. And gratitude is something that I never really... Bef when I wasn't spiritual or what, when I wasn't really self-aware and I wasn't in this entire self-development era, I, when somebody told me you need to be grateful, I'm like, what, what is that? What does that even mean? Yeah. How do, how are you? <laughs> I just, I actually did not know how does one become grateful, but I think you just have to start. And how simple know, it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Like people yeah. think it's like this whole, this whole thing, or even, I, even like with manifesting, I feel like it's also something that people are like, but how do you, do, how yeah. many times do I do it? Do I write it down? Do I have to say, like, I was that person. I was like, yeah, I need same. rules. I need you to explain to me exactly from A to Z how I do this. And then yeah. once you realize how simple these things are, you know, and it's really like we talked about so much on your episode, like it's really so much about mindset, yeah. honestly. It's actually all about mindset and the way you look at things. Totally. And okay, but let's not get too deep right now. <laughs> We're back in, we are in New York. I'm doing makeup. I'm living my life. I'm, you know, killing it, quote unquote. And then comes COVID. <laughs> and uh, around the same time, I went through uh, one of the worst breakups of my life which pretty much made me who I am today. And with COVID and there was so many things happening, you know, the world stopped and my career stopped and then this breakup and my family's in another continent. I couldn't go back home. And then I was talking to my lawyer and she said, I would not suggest that you go home right now because we don't know if you're going to be able to come back with, you know, there were so many restrictions with travel and stuff. So I was literally alone alone pretty much the whole pandemic I mean I had friends don't get me wrong like I had a group of friends and stuff like that but I you know I I lost this relationship that I was in for four years and my career everything like I was just completely lost completely shattered I, I had no idea what's going on in my life and where is this going and then you know especially when you're so far from your family and you're going through something so hard you're like what the fuck did I need this like, why am I here why am I here? I can be home. I can, you know, snuggle with my mom going through this heartbreak. I can just be home. What am I doing? But obviously, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So uh, one thing after another, after COVID started, you know, when COVID, end of 2020, COVID was kind of dying down. I mean, depending where you lived, but... Miami started opening up for photo shoots and I mean Miami never really shut down yeah Miami probably. COVID <laughs> did not come to Miami like it missed us totally yeah. somehow 
Yeah, you can probably talk about Miami COVID more than me, but I was flying down with a bunch of production companies from New York. You know that feeling when you land into a city and I was just so happy. I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy in Miami. And then every time I was flying back to New York, I was like, oh, I was dreading it. And also I was at the time I like lived with this new roommate because I was living with my ex before I lived with this new roommate. We didn't really I mean, we got along, but like it was a small apartment. It was cold. Almost like your your chapter in New York was kind of like coming to an end, at least the way that you knew it in that moment. Yeah. You like everything about New York in that moment for you was kind of like I not it over, was, but like you were like, yeah. I want something new. I want something fresh. And I have to say that I'm very fearless a lot of people are, you know, maybe scared to move to a new city. But I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll just move to Miami. I got a place for six months. And I got, I, I came here so many times, obviously, from New York. It's such a short trip. So I knew Miami, kind of. But I also loved this new challenge. New, ex, you know, I can build a whole new life here. And that's what I did. That's literally what I did. In the beginning, I, you know, I partied a lot. You know how it is. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. I was doing a bunch of shit that I, you know, wasted my life pretty much just like hanging out. But I also started uh, posting videos on TikTok. So that was around the time when TikTok was really blowing up. During the pandemic, I was just, you know, stalking and watching people, you know, make their banana bread. But I didn't really <laughs> yeah. know what yeah. I wanted to post. Tie-dye, everything that they owned. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I actually also did some tie-dye. Oh, me but... too. Me too. And I made banana bread too. Like I didn't make banana bread ever. But I, I don't know why, <laughs> even though I love banana bread. But then I, I asked all of my friends actually send them a video I have this I have that video saved I send them a video with that little lady that does the voiceover and I made a video I want to start posting on TikTok but I don't know what to post give me some advice and they every single friend told me just post makeup you're so good at makeup you can you know your be your work is beautiful I mean I'm pretty good not to brag but I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I really don't want to do this. You know, when you're just over something, even though I love makeup, I love doing my makeup. I love doing my friend's makeup. I just don't want to do another makeup tutorial. Like how many times can you see a winged liner? I think it's enough, totally, you know, totally. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so I started posting these videos, things I wish I knew before I moved to Miami on TikTok because I was so embarrassed to post that on Instagram because, you know, Instagram was like, oh my God, look at me. I'm so perfect. And all of you peasants, yeah. that, that's, that was the mindset. Uh, and obviously TikTok was, you can be whoever you want to be. Nobody really knows you there. So I started posting these videos, things I wish I knew before I moved to Miami and that started blowing up. And I was like, whoa, this is weird. I never really experienced going viral. Yeah. Virality. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's interesting. I mean, I had a few moments in my past, Kim K posted me on her story a few times. So like, that's when I got a lot, a lot of followers, but this was me doing something, you know, that was because of her, but this was like, okay, I created a video. And even though obviously there's always people who are going to talk trash, you know how TikTok is, but I was like, wow, I actually, somebody noticed. Like I'm onto something. Yeah. So I created that into a series. I made 10 videos of things I wish I knew before I moved to Miami. And then Miami people started kind of reaching out. And some of these Miami, you know, those lifestyle Miami, these uh, uh, pages, they started kind of reaching out. So we were doing some videos, making fun of dating life in Miami and stuff like that. So then I posted this video that kind of changed my life. And it's funny when I was, first off, I'm a big student of life. I listen to every single episode of a, another successful creator. I love learning how people got to the level 
they are today. And I always listen to people saying, oh, there was this one video that changed my life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. That's not true. And then here I am. <laughs> the same exact thing happened to me because that one video, my no coffee walk date. Tell you us should... about that video for anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah. I suggest you link it in the show notes just so they can see my dramatic yeah. uh, performance. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but basically the video went like this. And I know it verbatim because I heard it so many times. You've had times. to say it so many times, yeah. Yeah. I do not accept a coffee or a walk as a possible date option, neither should you. First of all, I'm not a dog that needs to be walked. Second, I have an espresso machine at home and it works fabulous. We're not doing drinks either. You're going to try to get me drunk and take me back home? No. We are doing dinner. You're going to pick me up. We're going to come to the restaurant. We're going to see your table manners. We're going to see what you order. We're going to see if you can hold your chopsticks correctly. We're going to, you know study you a bit okay so dinner it is this is actual performance this is the verbatim the video and yeah i was very i was pretty animated in the video and a little bossy sassy you know the vibe i never experienced that much backlash in my life till this day people are still commenting and that video was posted two years ago and i just even though that video was exaggerated obviously for social media purposes i definitely stand behind every single thing I said because me knowing who I am and knowing my worth now finally I did not know before knowing my worth know what I bring to the table know that I have so much shit to do versus like I have so much that I can do with my time on my own and I was not really I would never even go I would never go on a date with a guy that I there's nothing like there's no vibe why would I go on a date with somebody I don't even know like why would I I would rather I don't know watch a a tv show or listen to a podcast or like same I'd rather be alone (laughs) yeah 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 I wanted to I wanted to ask you this because so much of what you talk about is helping what well what is literally in your bio is helping women raise their standards, right? And you talk a lot about having high standards, being high maintenance. And I think for some people, it's kind of one of those things where if you get it, you get it. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. But why do you think it's such a polarizing concept to people? I understand why it is for men, okay? Because it's small dick energy for those men that mm-hmm. don't understand that we want to be worshipped like the goddesses we are. If you don't get it, then I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. But why do you think... Because I'm sure you get backlash from women as well, right? Of course. So yeah. I don't care about what the men have to say. I literally don't yeah. give a fuck. I want to talk about why you think it's so polarizing for women. I think because in the video I said, um, I do not accept a coffee or a walk as a possible date option. Neither should you. They were very upset that I said, and neither should you. Like offended. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't mean that in a negative way. I meant it in a just like you shouldn't accept that low effort bullshit date. That's what I meant. I was like, you men need to do better. That was the whole idea behind that video. It was not to put women down. And that's something I never want to do, put women down. I think women were offended because most of some of them met their significant other through a coffee walk date. So they felt like maybe their relationship didn't start off in a, at a high enough foot or whatever then some other women were offended because they were triggered so you have to ask yourself anytime you see a video anywhere and if it triggers you 
why you need to understand why because you know that that person that you're watching on your phone you don't know that person they have nothing to do with you but that video they they they, something lit up inside of you so if you're negative towards that person something she said like you need to explore that so I think a, a lot of girls also felt like well I can never I never got a dinner date so I'm gonna just attack her telling her that she's asking for too much because I never got what she is literally telling me I should get and then there was a lot of girls who were obviously agreeing with me and then there was a lot of other girls who when I started explaining more about the video and why I said what I said they were like okay that actually makes sense because I I didn't even think about the fact that a lot of people nowadays are just doing online dating I I literally like I'm not even joking I didn't even even cross my mind that that's how most people date nowadays because living in New York Miami you go out a lot like you meet a lot of people and if you're talkative it's easy to meet somebody so I'm like, why would I even go and what? Like, it's a waste of time. I'm just going to go to a bar and meet somebody. And I'm, I'm in a super happy relationship now. And I met my boyfriend through a mutual friend. I just don't understand this concept of just scrolling through. And I understand people meet each other through apps. And I think apps are great if you maybe, you know, you come to a new town, you're shy. There, there's good things about dating apps. It can apps. be a tool. Yeah. It can be a tool for sure. But it yeah. shouldn't be your only thing when it comes to dating. So yeah, a lot of it came from people automatically identifying with their own situation. And they were saying like, why would somebody pick me up? I don't want him to know where I live. But that also comes from, why would you date a stranger? Right, right. So <laughs> I'm like, like, we have to really think about this. Also, it's like, people get like, let's say I watched that video. And let's say I my first date with my boyfriend was a coffee date. Like, let's just pretend. And I'm in a happy relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it matter? Like, if it worked for me, then who cares? Like, you're not, you're like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, the people that because got offended. they're actually truly not happy. Right. That's my biggest issue. Is I'm saying if, because that's why I said, if I'm in a happy relationship, if I'm dating somebody and I'm in a relationship and that just so happened to be our first date, maybe we were set up and we decided mm-hmm. to go for a coffee date. Let's just pretend. Why would I give a fuck about that video if I'm in a happy... I wouldn't because I'm in a happy relationship, right? Yeah, but it all comes down to insecurities. And also, you can... I see so many things online that I don't agree with, but I would never bash somebody. And you can say that, you know, I, I don't really get into any, like, fights online, but I know people like to just share their opinion. So I don't have a problem when somebody, like, tells me in a comment... I don't agree because of this and this and that. I mean, I'm like, okay, whatever. Thanks for your opinion. But I would never go to those, the amount of hate and comments. Uh, I even got death threats, which was insane. It's ridiculous. Like over that video, I'm like, okay, that's funny. No, it's ridiculous. But I realized I'm onto something. And I realized that I wasn't even aware how low the dating bar is today because I was always surrounded with people who would just not put up with that kind of crap. Yeah, that's pretty much how I got where I am today. <laughs> and I, after that, I just started posting dating videos, dating, you know, tips and tricks. And some of them are funny. Some of them are actual, you know, dating advice. And I 
when I went through my breakup, I went through a lot of therapy and I think I really, really understand why people do certain things. And I also have an older brother who was always kind of my male guide in a lot of, you know, discussions. And whenever I had an issue, I was going to him. And yeah, I think that's long story short, 27 minutes in. (laughs) I love it. So you do, Coco does this thing twice a week that's called What Would Coco Do? And your audience your girls send you tons of different scenarios and you just tell them straight up, no sugar coating, which is my favorite part about it, what you would actually do in those situations, right? You don't hold back. And it's so refreshing to see. And I'm so happy that we have someone like you. And I wish I would have had someone like you when I was like growing, like in my early twenties, because again, there's just so much that I accepted that I would never accept now, but it's fine. So I want to know, what would you say are like the top three constant and most repetitive issues that you get sent? Like whether it's like, is it self-worth? Is it women accepting less than they want? Is it women not being confident? Like what, what, what do you continually, continuously, continually, (laughs) I don't know, see when you do these, um, these question boxes? There's a lot of repeat questions and sometimes I get a little annoyed when I say That's what I want to talk about. The repeat Mm -hmm. ones. Let's knock them out. Yeah. Now. But then I'm like, okay, maybe some of these, somebody's a new follower. So they didn't know that I answered this before. So then I'm like, okay, I have to, you know, we answered this 25 times this month, but let's do it again. Let's do 26. Yeah. And there's a lot of questions and that that didn't happen before, but there's a lot of questions now about financials. Okay. Nobody really talks about finances in a relationship. So there's a lot of girls who are like, if I move in with a guy who needs to do this, who needs to do that, who's paying the rent, who's doing that. And I think a lot of people have this misconception when I say that somebody's high maintenance or whatever, that being high maintenance is like living off of somebody else. People just connect that automatically, even though that the two completely different polar have nothing to do with each other. So I always tell when, when, when it's a financial conversation, I always say like, it, it's honestly, whatever works for you and you have to have an open and honest conversation with your partner coming into a relationship and explaining what your financial expectations are and what you want from your man and what he wants, you know, whatever relationship you're in, you just have to be open about your expectations. Because if you enter a relationship and you expect, let's say your man to take care of everything. And then down the line, he, I don't know, loses his job or something. If you're in a relationship and you actually love him, you got to step up. You have to take over that load for a certain amount of time. If that's something that you're truly, truly uncomfortable with, you have to voice that out and then if nothing changed I mean every situation is so different but in general I want women to know that when you enter a relationship with a guy and you're really serious like you have to stop looking at him as okay well he needs to do xyz and I'm gonna do xyz sometimes you gotta step up if you if you're in a position to so there's a lot of questions about that then they're asking me like if if he is paying for the rent do I have to pay for this and this and I'm like it's you have to contribute. Like you can't just like live there and expect things to magically because, and I will tell you why, because you have to contribute. It doesn't have to be financially. Maybe you don't work at all. Maybe you're a stay at home mom or whatever. You don't have to, you have to give something because if you're just living off of somebody else and they're in total control, they will rub that in your face whenever they can and they will control you. They will control your life. They will control your day to day and 
that is gonna destroy you at the very end you're gonna lose your identity and they're gonna literally tell you if you can leave the house or not if you get into a situation like that so a lot of money talk all the time then a lot of girls are asking me about their ex-boyfriend and he got back together with her and then they realized he was dating somebody a lot of ex talk so whenever i get ex talk conversations i'm like so why the fuck are you still entertaining that why he's my biggest he's an ex yeah yeah my biggest thing is like okay so this happened xyz happened this guy is showing you that he doesn't really give a fuck about you but why are you there why are you still there what is it in you that doesn't like why don't you love yourself a little more to walk away from a situation that doesn't feel right and i know it's very easy for me to just say it like that but i went through that same situation and i wish somebody told me back then that i should just walk away but what happens with people and their friends sometimes your friends are not going to give you the best advice because first of all they're not in a situation that you want to be in they see the situation from completely bias they may i i my friends were giving me bad advice i swear (laughs) i honestly so that's i'm trying to just when i'm giving that when i'm whenever i'm answering these questions i'm actually trying to i never even look at the username i never really know who the person is so it's very objective it's like literally what first thing that came to my mind and I think, sorry, I think that's a really valid thing that you just said is sometimes people tell us what we want to hear. And I feel like that's something I always think about. Like I'm so, I have a really hard time asking for help, period. Like just in general. If I do, I'm, I literally triple think in my brain, like who in my life is going to present the best information to me in the way Mm -hmm. that is most honest and actually beneficial. Like I don't just go to, I feel like sometimes, and you know when you're doing this, I think sometimes we go to someone cause we know how they're gonna like, we know what they're gonna say. We know they're gonna tell us what we wanna hear or in a way that we wanna hear it. We don't, we don't want the truth sometimes. And I think that's why people love you and love those days when you do that because they're like, I know this bitch is gonna tell me what I need to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And also it's hard when I see myself even now, whoever approaches me, they are literally telling me their life story in a few minutes, their relationship issues and stuff. And it's hard for me sometimes to listen to a friend going through a hard time. And I tell them once or twice or three times that this guy doesn't really, I'm just like trying to be nice because I don't want to hurt her feelings. So I also understand why sometimes your friends are giving you bad advice because the answer is so obvious. You just don't see it. And I had a friend recently who she's going through something with this guy who does not care about her at all. It's so everybody can see it. Just she couldn't see that. And it took I was talking to her for an hour and I was like, I'm sorry, I love you, but he doesn't give a fuck. I was trying to say it in so many different ways. You're just not getting it. And, you know, when when I I told her just just tell me the situation again, but just forget that you're talking about yourself. Just what are the facts? Fact number one, I'm not going to say the situation now because uh, maybe she's going to be listening. I don't know. But I was like, fact number one, he did this. He did that. He did that. He did that. That Those are facts. That's not an opinion. Right. Those are facts. So what are you going to do about it? You're either going to stay or you're going to leave. Like that. there's nothing, you know, there, there's... 
there's no alternative. I think one of the things that we agree on so much is the fact that we will just, we refuse to settle. Like we're very, we're very cautious with even just how we spend our time, who we spend our time mm-hmm. with, how we wake up, how we spend our mornings, like all these things. We, we are very aligned in that. And I want to talk about the concept of like settling. Like, what does mm-hmm. that even mean to you? And why do you think women settle? in relationships specifically because they think they can't get any better because they think they hear their single friends which are saying oh you should see you're so lucky you have a guy you should see what else is out there everybody else is trash everybody else is blah blah so they're like okay yeah maybe i mean uh, maybe i'm good you know so i'll I'll just stay here and what i also want to point out that a lot of girls have unrealistic expectations because they are watching too many Disney movies and they think that love is, I was the one, you know, I did the same. So I'm speaking from my own experience. You think that love has to look a certain way and love has to, this dramatic, passionate, uh, toxic love that we see in most movies, that's not really what love is, at least not for me. For me, love feels safe, comforting. I can call my boyfriend whatever I need to call him. He's going to pick up. And that's something you need that you need a partner. You need a partner that you're going to go through life with. That's something what my mom always, always told me. The most important thing in your life is choosing your partner. Love fades after a while. Sorry to burst any bubbles now, but you need to choose a partner who's going to be there for you. You can count on that person. But back to your question, why are people settling? It's because they don't have enough faith in themselves that they're going to find somebody better. And also, I don't, you know what, why I really wanted to have this how to be happy single conversation with you is like, I don't know why people put so much emphasis into being in a relationship. It's like you are, because we were just fed this stupid idea our entire life that you need to find your missing piece. Like you are not, you don't need to find any pieces. You are the whole piece. You are you don't need to find anybody else to complete you but we're just fed this idea and also women approaching 30 is this stupid narrative that you know you are gonna when somebody tells me the i was on a podcast recently when this guy started talking about the sexual marketplace i'm like oh my god where is this conversation going it was about you know women after the age of 30 being undesirable and all this shit i'm like okay we are totally not on the same planet but all right so there's this pressure that when you are 30, 31, that you need to get married and have kids. Yeah. Our life is over. And you know yeah. then what happens? You are in a relationship, let's say late 20s, you're in a relationship with someone and you already put in three years and you're like, well, if I break up with him now, I'm going to have to put in another three years with somebody else. Fuck, like I need, okay, well, he's good enough. I'll just get married to him. And then you get married and then three years later, you get a divorce so people are so scared to start over yeah people are so scared to start over whether it's in a relationship or moving to a new city or cutting off their friends because they actually are not even maybe cutting them off but accepting that they actually want new Mm -hmm. friends or wanting to switch their job or being uncomfortable for a while because they're not happy so they'd rather just stay averagely comfortable instead of chasing like something that is truly fulfilling And I think a lot of this could also be tied to, like you said, having the faith in themselves, which I think is also tied to being confident Mm -hmm. and having that like base, uh, base level of like self-worth. So if you were speaking to somebody who did, who was in that position, like maybe they're, 
they don't have faith that they're going to find somebody great. Maybe they are settling. Maybe they want to make a change, but they're scared. What would you say? I would say, what's the worst thing that can happen? If you just try something else and you're going to find a million excuses why something is not going to work out. And I hate sounding like a Hallmark card, but what if it does work out? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying yeah. it's true like, though. Okay, so yeah. for example, I'll, I'll, I'll use my own example. I moved to Miami for six months originally. Okay, what if it didn't work out? I would just move back to New York. That's option one. I could go back home to Croatia if I totally hated America all of a sudden. Or I could stay in Miami and try to make the best out of it. And I, and it's, but it's all about, you know what I think? That a lot of people think that their life is not in their own hands. They think they don't have control over their future and over even their day-to-day -day life. Like your life is absolutely in your control. And that's something that I learned just in the past two years. And you know what else I got to say? That if you're in your 20s, don't be so hard on yourself. And my 20s were horrible. I really did not enjoy my 20s. I I mean, I loved it because I moved to New York and it was, you know, it was, I'm not going to say I hated my 20s, but it was so much more difficult than people tell you because you are still on this. Yeah. You, you kind of know who you are, but you don't really, and you're not really sure what you want to do. And then you start doing one thing and then you realize it's not totally what you wanted to do. I agree. I think our 20s are so mismarketed. Like it's, yeah. you're expected to, you know, I said this in a podcast recently where when you go off to college, everybody's like, those are the best four years of your life. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? So after that, what? After yeah, that, it's, it's just going to go downhill? Like, yeah. hell no. Like that couldn't be farther from the truth for me as well. Like, did I have fun? Yes. But I talk about this with my friends all the time. I'm like, dude, even if someone could like, even if someone could like wave a wand and take me back to being mm -hmm. 20 so I could never. live my 20s again, I wouldn't do it. I never. really wouldn't because I've never been more comfortable with myself. I've never known myself more. I finally have like worth. Mm -hmm. I finally feel worthy, which is still one of my biggest struggles. I also went through hell in my 20s and I don't feel like doing that again. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I didn't have those big problems, fine, maybe I'll do it again. <laughs> but like, can I have the mindset that I have now? Because if not, I don't want it because <laughs> I accepted so much shit that I would never fucking tolerate right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't think I was deserving of like anything that I wanted. You know, so it's like, it's so, it's, it is mismarketed. I agree. It's, there's so much pressure in your twenties to have the best time in college and find a job that you fucking love and that you're killing it and get into a relationship and continue growing the corporate ladder. And it's like, what if you, what, what how about we talk about these people that don't even want to be in a relationship? Like, mm -hmm. what are we saying to them when we talk about entering a relationship as like the final prize? Like, it's like you won once you got, it's like, <laughs> Yes, that's a beautiful thing and a beautiful part of life if you want it. Mm -hmm. But it's not this like and all be all, you know? Yeah. yeah, I was about to say when I turned 30, my entire life changed. And I don't know if it's because of the Saturn return. That's what my astrologists are explaining yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah. But I just, I can't even explain. Like that day, my birthday is April 17, by the way, I'm on Aries. I was like, I'm just gonna, I just don't give a fuck anymore. I just don't care. So I have something interesting. When this video blew up, I started making merch and my first drop was uh, hats that said high maintenance and the other one said, I don't care. And this I don't care was because I, I just don't care anymore about all of those things that I was worried about before. These friendships that are actually so bad for you 
in that's something that I actually need to make an episode about a friendship episodes that we're staying in these friendships that are just so toxic for you and they're not they're not gonna you're not gonna grow if you stay in relationships that are not fulfilling in a certain way and a lot of people are either staying in a romantic relationship or a friendship because of the years they spent together and they have a certain loyalty towards those people and I get it but if you feel like you're not growing you're eventually gonna just feel stuck I feel like we could do a whole episode on friendships I feel like we should because I've just I've learned so much about friendships and being a friend and how my relationship with myself has like so prominently changed how my friendships Mm -hmm. are and the ones that I like value the most and just like there's so much in there really quick I want to jump I I knew I wanted to talk to you about this really quick I want to jump back to dating I feel like online we there's so much about healing from a breakup getting over a breakup putting yourself back out there getting on the apps how to meet people where to meet people and then the conversation kind of shifts to like once you're in a relationship Right. But I feel like we don't talk enough about like the early stages of dating, which are like it's like terrifying and it's so fun and it's like so like anxiety inducing. And I just want to hear like what your thoughts are. If you have any like rules that you abide by, like when you're in like the early stages or just how do you stay patient? Because I feel like that's also something (laughs) I'm more so asking for myself because I'm in this right now. Um, so I just want to hear what you think. I'm with my boyfriend now for almost two years, which is insane. But I remember when we met, we met through a mutual friend and with him, it was supposed to be just super casual. We both just moved to Miami for work. Like we were not really looking to get into a serious relationship at all. But I think when you start, when you meet somebody and you guys are meant to be or whatever, you're just going to feel very comfortable. And what I loved about him, that he never made me question myself. He never made me feel like, oh, is he going to text me? Is he going to reply? Is he this? Is he that? He made me feel very secure in, in me, actually. He made sure that I know that he likes me. And that is the most important right. thing. If a guy is playing hot and cold, maybe that's his strategy, but that's not my strategy. That's not the strategy that's going to fly in my life. Right. I want to be surrounded with people who are making me feel good about myself. They show me that they're showing me that I matter and they're showing me that I, they care about me. So that's what you need to find in that whoever you're dating in the very beginning. And I know it's difficult because you're still playing the game and you're trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about, is there anything specific you'd like to ask? It is Friday. <laughs> no, no, so no. <laughs> what would Coco do? Yeah, yeah. I no, I agree with you. I love how you said you're, he always made you feel, he never made you feel confused, which I think yeah. is a big thing for me now is like, if I feel really fucking confused, it's going to be a no. I don't, I don't need mm-hmm. that. I'm also a very anxious person. So I tend to just feel confused no matter what. And I, I, I overthink things to the point where I'll make myself feel confused, even mm-hmm. when I don't have a, a reason to feel confused. So what I've learned and what I've been doing navigating like early dating is like, I have one of my best friends that she's very grounded. She's very like, she says it how it is. She doesn't sugarcoat anything. She tells me when I'm being nuts and it really helps me. Like having a soundboard for me is really mm-hmm. helpful sometimes because sometimes I 
can't discern whether I'm just being anxious about something or whether something is actually like confusing Mm me. But I think something else that I struggle with is I feel like we've stepped into this like concept in this dating culture that we're in now where it's like, it's cool to not care. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to just like not give a fuck and like you don't have feelings and this and that. And I struggle with that. that. I struggle with that because not with the people in my life, not with my friends. Like if I Mm -hmm. like someone, if I care about someone, you'll know and I will make it known. Right. Hopefully. Like I try to, because I want to feel that, like I want to feel cared for. So obviously I'm going to do that for the people in my life. But with guys, especially at the beginning, it's almost like, I almost feel so like I'm talking to this guy. Mm I'm not going to give too much detail because I don't know when this episode's <laughs> going up and I don't know what's going to happen by then, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's so funny just, when you're listening to this again. <laughs> I know. Just for context, I'm talking to this guy and I've been seeing him for like over a month and I really like him, but I'm just chilling. Like, we'll see, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm trying to go with the flow, even though I don't know what the flow fucking is, but <laughs> um, I, I usually say only that fishes go with the flow. I don't like to go with the flow. I don't, yeah, I don't know her. I don't know her, but I'm trying to just be like, let's see whatever happens, happens. And I'm, I'm good. I'm good either way kind of thing. But, you know, we had a date where let's just say, like, I told him like how much I really like him. Right. And I felt so like, like after the date, I was like, fuck, like, I feel like I like gave away my power because now he mm-hmm. knows I like him. And it's like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, so what if he knows I like him? Like, obviously I fucking like him. I'm not going to go on five dates with someone that I don't like. Yeah. But why are we so like, how do we get out of this mentality? You know what I mean? Because you really like him because you really want this to work. So when you are not putting all of your eggs in one basket, you don't really care. And after a while, I mean, I'm not saying you need to like date five people at the same time, but well, when, no, I have a, I, I was going to tell you, I have roster. a roster. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was I'm I, surprised that you didn't mention. No, I do. I do. And it's not that I, I don't care that much, but I, it's more so that I cared that he knew that I really liked him. Yeah. But I don't think, I understand why you think that you gave away your power, but you can maintain the power in so many other ways. Right. My friend was like, that's the wrong way to look at it. Why are yeah. you, why is there a power shift? Why is no, there I, one person that has the power and one like, that's weird. I don't want to think that way. Yeah. I think it's very common though. It's the same thing when girls are like, oh, I had sex with him on the first date is everything ruined i don't think so because i know many people who had sex on the first date and they have a beautiful happy relationships today some got married you know it's all about the actual connection between two people and if if this guy is not interested in you let's say you know okay so some girls are like okay i'm not gonna sleep with him until the third date i agree you shouldn't like jump into bed with every single guy you find hot like please don't and please use protection you don't want to just like sleep with a random guy you met off hinge and then struggle with a std your entire life or something yeah that's not a vibe but you you it's not a vibe (laughs) (laughs) definitely not a vibe (laughs) but you also can't um you know, stop yourself, stop yourself from doing the things you want to do because of these weird social standards. Because if let's say you do have sex with a guy on a first date, it's because you actually liked him, you felt something, you really felt connected to him. And whether or not he was just playing a game to win you over, you felt comfortable enough with him to sleep with him. So you did that. So you can't regret that. I also think sometimes... I talk about this a lot with my guy friends and 
what they always say is like, yeah, it's fun to kind of wait a bit. It's fun. You know, mm-hmm. they do guys do love a chase, but a chase doesn't mean months and months and months. It, it's very different for everybody. But they're also like, if they're also like, if I like a girl, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter yeah. whether we have sex on the first night or the 10th mm-hmm. night. Like, and vice versa is also true. I feel like if a guy is only after you cause he wants to sleep with you, you could wait 10 dates, sleep with him and then he'll still leave. Exactly. Yeah. So, if he wants to leave, he will leave. So, and I also think, and I'm sure a lot of girls are going to be upset that I say this right now, but I think that girls are sometimes taking sex too serious. It's like if they slept with a guy and he didn't deliver what they thought he will, like he didn't shower them with attention and flowers and all of these things after they hooked up, they're like, oh my God, this is, you know, he's going to be canceled immediately. No, but I, I think that guys in general don't take sex that serious as the way we, do. we do. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe that guy actually really does like you. He just doesn't know all of these expectations that you have from a guy after you sleep with him. Right. So I think a major thing in this relationship that I have now, my boyfriend and I have a really healthy communication. Like if I am upset about something, we sit down and we talk about it. In my previous relationships, it was more like, you know, slamming the doors aggressive bullshit just like saying things you don't really mean they're really coming up with a you know solution until you cool down and then maybe you come up with a solution and then the same things happen over and over again but it's honestly communication is key and not just communication understanding where the other person is coming from actually understanding trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand why they'll feel a certain way so let's say you do sleep with a guy and you feel like he just played you and you feel like you know, you, you gave your power away or whatever you feel, you feel like shit. That's a fact. Like you don't feel good about yourself. You can talk to him. You can tell him you, you don't have to have like a proper sit down. Okay, Brad, what you did was wrong, <laughs> but you can just, you know, I don't appreciate this type of behavior from a man that I, I thought we have something. So whether or not we do, I don't, this type of behavior is not acceptable to me. It's not going to work for me. It's not going to work. And that's it. I think I love that you, I love how you've continued. I can't fucking say this word. continued to talk about honestly how communication is key, no matter how simple that sounds. But also I feel like you've mentioned multiple times how leveling our expectations is so important. And I don't mean lowering your expectations, but I just Mm -hmm. mean, and I think this is what you mean. No, I think you just mean like Mm -hmm. understanding your expectations, leveling them and kind of sticking to your expectations where if you're in a situation where someone doesn't meet them, you, you then have a dialogue, you open a dialogue and you say, Hey, mm-hmm. this is not really going to work for me. Like I expect this from this and this. whatever. You can say it in a kind mm-hmm. way, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think those are two really, really important things. Not, not even just in relationships, but in friendships as well. I think that's one of my biggest lessons of 2022 is like, you can't always expect people to know what you're thinking and know what you're exactly. feeling and know what you need in a certain moment or know like what is what is important to you. You know, I'm a very sensitive person and I don't think a lot of people know that and know how sensitive I really am. And sometimes I have to like have a conversation with myself because maybe I'll be like a little bit sad that maybe a friend didn't do this or that or whatever the fuck, even a response like whatever. My, I get, my feelings get hurt mm-hmm. so fucking easy. I don't show it, but they do. But I I talk to myself all day and I'm like, well, they don't know that that's something that is important to me. You can't expect them to know. So therefore, it's not fair for me to like 
hold this like resentment. I also think resentment is like poison genuinely. And so I think it's, it really is about voicing what our feelings are, what we need, what we want. Cause if somebody doesn't know, then we can, you can't like, people can't read your mind the way you think they can, you know? I exactly. I a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. And that's something I share in my Wobble Coco do's that you just need to ask for, you just need to say what you want. I think sometimes women, I'll include myself in here. Sometimes we don't, we're too scared to say what we want. Or we because you're scared you're not going to get it. We're scared we're not going to get it. Or we're scared that by us voicing what we actually want, it's going to like scare somebody away, quote unquote. But guess what? If that person is scared away by what you're saying, obviously, assuming you say it in like a very chill way, mm-hmm. like hopefully on the first date, you're not like, well, I'm looking to get married and have five <laughs> kids and I want a white yeah. fence. Like that's a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can not on the first into that. Yeah. So assuming it's like said in a nice, appropriate, you know, chill way, if somebody is is unattracted to what you're saying they're not your fucking person like it's just that simple i do have to i, I hope your audience is mostly female they it 94 percent female mm-hmm. it's so easy <laughs> to manipulate guys with words honestly <laughs> just like blink your eyelashes a few times i think that being dramatic and being loud and being which i am all of those things but i'm when I see that when I control that, when I'm more put together, that I get what I want faster. So I don't even know what example I want to use, but let's say if my boyfriend is pissing me off about something, if I start like running around the apartment and screaming and yelling, he's going to feel attacked and he's going to get back into his shell or whatever. He is not going to react to that or he's just going to fight back. But if I come to him oh and this is something i learned in a podcast recently okay this is okay this is actually an issue i have with my boyfriend he we both work from home we're both entrepreneurs we both work a lot and sometimes our personal and our private life is meshing too much and okay so let's say that my boyfriend and i are watching tv and it's 8 p.m and he's replying to an email and i'm telling him a story so there's two ways i can go about this one way is that I start throwing a fit and I'm like, you never listen to me. I'm telling you a story. It's 8 p.m. You're just working all the time and I throw a fit and then he feels attacked and he's, you know, he's just not going to react well to what I'm saying. The other way is for me to say, hey, I see you're writing an email. Do you have five minutes to talk to me about this now? or later, or when, when is it convenient? You know, almost as if you're going into a meeting, because if he's like, yeah, yeah, let me just finish this email. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. you, you tell me when you have five minutes and then I'm going to talk to you about X, Y, Z, because when he says, okay, now I'm ready. He kind of gives you a verbal contract in which he's agreeing to talk to you right now. I know this might sound, I don't know if I explained it right, but it sounds a little, it's like if you if you just talk to, you know, especially because we live together and if you just expect him to be on, you know, on your disposal 24-7, that's absolutely not true. Also, when I'm working from home, I mean, when I'm editing my videos and stuff, sometimes it looks like I'm just chilling on my phone, but I'm like editing a video. And now we have this tactic that 
when you want to ask me something because when you live with someone and you see them sitting right there sometimes it comes very natural to just ask them a hey. question yeah yeah hey what about that meeting what about totally. oh, did you did you return to the dyson like you know yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah speaking of i would love a dyson for christmas wesley <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the air wrap but i would like the vacuum i'm in my um, i have i have a vacuum yeah. Highly recommend. I want yes, the air wrap. So okay, we can we can train maybe for a okay. few weeks. Yeah. Uh, but we we have this thing now that we need to ask each other for not not permission to speak to each other. Obviously, I don't want this to sound weird, but permission to talk about a specific topic at a specific time. I love because this. in the mornings when I'm like getting ready for my day, I'm listening to my meditation or something. I don't want you to ask me, what are we doing for lunch or no, something? Like, I would, I'm in my I would zone lose right my now. Mind. I would lose my mind. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this, this all opened up when I said that you, there's, there's just a way to talk to people. So they listen. I love this so much because I tried to do this with my friends and I'll explain really quick what I mean. Cause I know we have to wrap up, but I learned this actually from, well, I think it's just because I hate to bother people. Like I never mm -hmm. want to feel like I'm like annoying someone or like putting a burden on somebody's day or whatever it is, even though I know I'm not, but I'm just like overly, mm -hmm. again, I'm just, I overthink everything. So if I do want to vent about something, I will always ask someone if they have like the emotional mm -hmm. bandwidth for that. Mm -hmm. And one of my best friends kind of inspired me to do it this way because she's so the most self-aware bitch I've ever met I love her so much and she'll literally text me like hey do you have the emotional capacity for me to bitch about my husband for 20 minutes like literally <laughs> yeah. and I'll be like yeah I got you like I've never been like no but like mm -hmm. some days I'm like you know what I'm having a really hard day today like can I call you tomorrow and she's like perfect can't wait let's talk at 3 p.m boom done Like it's such a healthy, mature, like mm -hmm. I know that's not going to work for everybody. I know people have very different friendship dynamics. We're also like long distance best friends. So like our only method of communication is through the phone. So that's how we like kind of, you know, she knows that my schedule is always like I plan my days like meticulously. She knows that. I know that about her. Like we really respect each other's time. So we always ask mm -hmm. for permission the same way that you're mentioning. But even with my friends that maybe live here or whatever, I'll be like, hey, like I'm having a really bad day. Like, can we, can I like, call you and just vent for a little yeah. for 20 yeah. minutes like you know I totally get if you're busy like whatever I like to do that to people because again it like you said it's like when they give you that yes it's like they're giving you like they're they're agreeing mm -hmm. to participate in this and mm -hmm. hopefully by they by them saying yes they're also agreeing to give me to give you like all of their space and all of their like headspace and 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 fully be there presently intentionally and I think that mm -hmm. I, I think we could like I think a lot of people could listen to this tip and um apply it you know yeah i i think that as i'm getting older honestly i started being this is what we said already we so aligned on that i'm so mindful of my time and yeah. who i talk to yeah. and the content i'm consuming and you know if you wake up and you open up your phone and you go to instagram and you see all these people living their best lives and then you go to the news channel and you see all this negativity that's what you're gonna That's the person you're going to become. You're going to become so negative. I think the the way that we start our days is, is very important to us. I think I also, I'm trying to work on my night routine because I was, I recently spoke to a, a registered dietitian and she works in a very holistic way. And she mentioned to me how people don't realize how important the way they start their days and the way they end their days. Mm -hmm. And I've got this one down. Like I, I, I'm a morning routine bitch. I love my morning routine. I am a slut for my morning routine. 
but I don't have my night routine down. Like I, at night, like I have certain things I do. I'll always wash my face no matter how drunk I am. It's a flex, but <laughs> I don't, there's nothing that I like do to like wrap Wind up down. my day. Yeah. There's like, I, I used to read, I always listen to a podcast while I'm doing my skincare at night, but like there, I don't really have a little routine and I feel like that's something that I want to do this year, this year as in next year, because I think this episode is going up. I definitely know this episode is going up next year. So this Mm -hmm. year, 2023, (laughs) this year, 2023. Yeah. I, I also am not super anal about my evening routine, which I should be because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, fuck, this is what I need to do today. I don't want to do today. But yeah, I mean, evenings, I just, I just chill. I'm a big chiller. I just chill (laughs) in the evenings. I don't, I, I, when I used to go out and when I used to go to clubs and all that, Jesus Christ, I no, I, I can't do any of that. I'm I'm super because I talk to so many people throughout my day, social media and meetings, and I have a manager, a cop calls, comp, like yeah. it's it's so much that no, it's draining. I just, I just like, want to relax. Yeah, totally. Okay, our time is up. So I want to hear. One thing you're excited about, one thing you learned, one of your favorite lessons from 2022, and one thing that you're excited about for 2023. And it can be about absolutely anything. What did I learn in 2022? This was the most transformative year of my life. I learned so much. So I don't know if I can even just point out one thing. I just think that hard work is going to pay off. Pay off. Yeah. And it will. You just have to. And, and sometimes, if you feel stuck, just change the way you do something, and it's gonna work. I. I mean, this year, some of my wildest dreams came true, and I actually found my vision board from two years ago. I was. I was shook. I was screaming when I. And I don't even remember making that vision board. That vision board. I mean, I remember making it, but I don't remember what I put on it. That vision board was made when I was sitting in my tiny room in new york city it was freezing cold i was living at the like the 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 first ground floor or something so i was close to the sewer so sometimes my room smelled like a sewer in the morning around 11 usually and (laughs) um it was it was i was at one of the lowest points ever back then and i put these all of these amazing plans that i had for myself and I couldn't believe that most of them actually happened. But it's not because of just manifestation. You can just manifest and sit and wait for no. the universe to serve you. You just need to work towards achieving your goals. So I think that's the biggest lesson that I learned in 2022. That I, I when I work towards achieving my goals, I will make it happen. And what I'm looking forward to 2023, I'm, as you said, like I'm also so confident. I'm so comfortable in who I am. And I'm just excited to, I don't know, just build more. I'm so excited with my, I have such a beautiful community of, you know, I I know so many of my followers, even just like we're texting, you know, I mean, on DMs. I'm just excited that I was able to build this. And, you know, I always wanted to create this like social media something and I never thought it was possible. It was like, I was always I also have an issue with my worth and my whole life I was like you don't deserve that like everybody else deserves just you don't deserve that and I finally saw that I do deserve that because I you know I 
I work hard and I'm trying to be kind and I'm trying to help people and there's no reason why I shouldn't achieve my dreams. Totally. And now that you are achieving your dreams, you get to not only continue like building off of that, but also enjoy it. Like I think so often we we don't stop enough to be like, holy fuck. Like I'm, when you were talking about that moment and I saw it on your stories too, when you were talking about mm-hmm. your vision board and it's like, I'm so happy you had that moment where you found it and you like physically were holding yeah. it and you were like, holy shit, I did that. Like I mm-hmm. did that because I think we don't, we're always on to the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. We're ambitious and we want to do so many things, but it's also so worthwhile when we have a moment to sit and be like, holy shit, like look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, no matter how big or how small, whatever it is that you're like working towards, right? I think I'm so happy you had that moment and you should be so fucking proud of yourself. And now you get to not only just enjoy everything that you've like worked so hard on, but now you get to build off of that and continue like building this fucking empire, which is exactly what you deserve. Thank so. you. I'm excited. And I'm excited for your empire. Thank you. I'm very proud of you too. I don't know if I told Aww, you in my thank podcast. You. Yeah, no, I, I love everything you're doing. And I, when I was starting my podcast, you helped me a lot. So I'm very, very grateful for our friendship right now. And, and the fact that we're neighbors and we're talking. I know. On, uh, <laughs> we're literally on, neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, yeah. I love this so much. I we're going to have a part two. I want to do like a friendship episode or something. Yeah, I think we should do a friendship episode. Yeah. I think we should actually do a friendship episode and we're going to post it on both pay on both podcasts. That would be incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be so good. Um, Mm -hmm. Or we do like friendship part one and friendship part two or something like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Where can people find you? Everything will be linked, but tell us where we can get more cocoa, please. So my Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, but I don't really do YouTube anymore. It's Coco Beauty. K-O-K-O. I would love if you did YouTube, by the way. That would be so fucking fun. But I know that's like a if whole If somebody can monster. edit for me and film everything, I would be happy <laughs> to. <laughs> but yeah, it's Coco Beauty. Coco is spelled uh, with a K and beauty is spelled B-E-A-U-T-E. My podcast is Bougie Best Friend by Cornelia Slonsky. I pronounce it Cornelia. Cool so the way cool you pronounce name. my name is Cornelia Slonsky. So, so that's cool. that. And yeah, I think that's it. My podcast, Instagram, TikTok, and amazing. Thank you. I love Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.